I'm very excited this morning to be able to introduce our guest speaker. Um, our, our guest speaker today is Sean Carew, and he, Sean is from Providence Rescue Mission. Um, and Providence Rescue Mission, if you're not familiar with the organization, is uh, a really awesome uh, group that um, really provides essential needs to a population that's often overlooked, the homeless population in Rhode Island. And, uh, and Sean has been, uh, is the founder. Um, they started Providence Rescue Mission uh, back in 1999 and have been serving the Rhode Island commu homeless community since then. What I love about Sean is just his genuineness. Um, I've had the opportunity multiple times to be able to sit down or have phone conversations with Sean, and I'm just always impressed with how um, God continues to use him and those on his team to be able to connect and help that population that often is overlooked. Um, God has been doing some tremendous things, and what I love about Providence Rescue Mission specifically is the fact that they just don't meet the physical needs, but they're meeting the spiritual needs of the men and women that they serve. And so I'm really glad that they're here today, just really blessed. I hope you'll take an opportunity after the service to go back. Um, they have a table here. Um, this is an organization that we not only financially support, we call them a community, one of our community partners, but also we support through serving with them. Um, many of our home groups serve with them. We have them on our Reach the Community Board for individuals or families to serve with them as well. And then they'll be able to talk about opportunities as well that, that you can get uh, connected into the good work that they're doing, um, God's work um, with the homeless population in Rhode Island. Uh, so before Sean comes up, there's a little video here that I'd like you to watch um, about Providence Rescue Mission.
Hey, good morning. Good to be here for round two. Round two. Um, first off, um, I think one of the biggest things I'd like to start off with is to say thank you. Um, South Point is part of the rescue mission uh, in a deep way. We have groups that come down. Uh, we know you pray for us. And we have been fortunate to be recipients of the big give. And I can tell you, when you're a 100% privately funded organization, and somebody stops by with a check for 23 24 $25,000, it kind of makes you do the happy dance. Now, I'm not going to do that on this stage. That's not really anything anybody should have to experience outside of my family. But I will tell you that that video is what you guys do. Uh, so you're very, very um, special, and God is using you already to make a difference. You know, my wife and I came here with our family 24 years ago and started the mission, and um, we came here. We didn't know anybody. Um, we didn't have any money. Uh, we didn't have any place to live. And so when Jamie said, hey, we're, we're doing this series here and uh, we're going to be talking about anxiety, maybe you would be a good person. I wasn't sure if that was a compliment or not. Um, <laughs> but uh, God has done an amazing work. He's done uh, an amazing thing. We have gone from a small mission where our first service 24 years ago, four people came, to now today be one of the largest providers for the poor and the homeless in our state. And when I say we, the mission is you. I'm, I'm just the groundskeeper. Like if I was that smart, I'd have written a book. I'd have been on Oprah. I would have had a private car. You would have had to call my agent. None of those things happened. I drive a 2015 minivan. <laughs> That's right. Somebody likes a minivan. My point is, is that it's not about that I'm some smart guy. I'm not. Um, God just saw fit to use. Paul says it best. I love Paul. Paul says that God uses the foolish to confound the wise. And Paul says that he's going to be like the chief of the fools. I really think I get to give him a run for his money. You can just ask my wife. She'll, she'll tell you that. She's got, my, she's got my big vote for that. But so I want to read this scripture, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the mission. And I'm going to talk a little bit about anxiety. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. Anxiety is it's weird because it's really relevant in Christians' lives. And the reason why I know that is I'm a research guy. Um, I, I Google everything. And so when I was asked to do this, one of the first things I did is I went to christianbooks.com and I typed in anxiety. 333 books on anxiety. All for Christians. So my response back was, wow, this must be serious. Somebody's making money on this. Right? There's a need. And so then I started thinking about anxiety. And you know, it's a funny thing. We... Starting a mission should make you very anxious. 
um, taking your family from another part of the country, bringing them here, um, having to start from scratch. They should be anxious. And the funny thing is, is it's really been joyful. And so there's a couple of reasons why. So I just kind of want to hit this scripture uh, where you are in your series. And then I want to bring up a couple of points that it goes with. So I'm going to read this scripture first. It's, it's Matthew 6.25 through 34. And it says, uh, Therefore I say to you, be anxious for nothing. Be not anxious for your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, not for your body, what you should put on. Is not life more than food in the body than the remnant? Behold, the birds of the heaven, they sow not, neither they reap, nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit under the measure of your life? And why are you anxious concerning remnant or clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of those. But if God does so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Be not, be not therefore anxious, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we be clothed in? For after all these things do the Gentiles think, think, seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all those things. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Be not therefore anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Suffice unto the day, the evil of the day. Amen. Or the trouble of the day. That's a lot to digest in 25 minutes. I got to tell you. But you know, it's a funny thing. There's a scripture, it's in 2 Timothy, and it really kind of ties into this. And in 2 Timothy um, 1.7, God says, for God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And it's interesting because most of us think fear is an emotion. Anxiety and fear are locked together. You ever notice if you're anxious, you tend to fear the outcome? When we get anxious about things, it's really a fear-based. And when I read this, I started to realize fear is the only emotion that's not an emotion. It's a spirit. Fear is a spirit. And the Bible says it's not of God. So I'm not that complex, but it would seem to me if the Spirit's not of God, it's from where? The devil. That's okay. We can say his name. We're in, Jesus talked about him all the time. Actually, he talked more about heaven than hell in the gospel. It's a crazy thought. But so what I'm saying to you is this, this idea, and Jesus is addressing this. Jesus is addressing this idea that most of us are physically anxious normally because of earthly things. Normally because of earthly things. Our job, our grades, our family. Does somebody like us? Does somebody not like us? And God's like, wait, I got that. I've got that. He says, 
If you want success, it's a spirit, it's not of me. What's of me is my kingdom. And that's kind of what we found out when we started the mission. And you got to imagine, I, God love my wife. She's a good woman. Real good woman. You got to imagine a guy like me coming to his wife who's pregnant with our fourth child and going, hey, guess what? God's telling us to leave everything behind and go to Rhode Island. Now, this is back 24 years ago, so you got to understand, there was no Google. If somebody said, hey, why don't you go Google this, somebody might have gotten smacked. <laughs> right? We didn't have Google. And for you young people, we actually had rotary dial phones. Google it. <laughs> Pull up an image. We lived by them. Remember old folks like me? I come to my wife and I say, and we've been praying about coming to Rhode Island for 10 years. And we said, it's time to go to Rhode Island. My wife's like, wait, what? We just bought our first home. She's pregnant with our fourth child. Megan, she's with me today. She, we don't have any young children anymore. They're all grown up. And we come to Rhode Island. We don't know anybody. Nobody. We, we didn't have a place to live. We stayed in a youth cabin that the ch a church was kind enough to let us live there for 90 days. 90 days. We had to start a mission in 90 days. And I remember our first budget. Our board set the budget. It was $82,000. Our first year's budget in 1999. And I remember, I'm a Rhode Islander now. I, I've been here almost a quarter of a century. So um, this church was within my drive time, 15 minutes. <laughs> right? Um, and I only go to one beach. I go to Narragansett. I go to Gansett. Relatives would come down and they'd go, Scarborough's right over here. I go, no. <laughs> but it's only 15 minutes away. I'm, no, I only go to Gansett. And they said, why? I said, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> but I remember the first summer we were here and experienced Gansett Town Beach. And I'm standing in the surf looking out over the Atlantic Ocean. And I'm going, God, $82,000? How am I supposed to raise? Remember, we're privately funded now. We don't get any government money. It's, it's kind of what comes in the mail or these, the big give and all these things. And you got to remember back then, we didn't have a little give. We didn't have any give. We started the mission. Our business, our business account had $4,352 in it. Business account, personal account. We don't want to talk about that because there was nothing there. I'm standing in the surf and I'm going, well, God, how am I going to start this? How am I going to raise this money? And I was anxious. My family's here. I got 90 days to find a building, start a mission, and get a place to live. Not for a weak guy like me, guys. I'm standing in the surf and I'm looking out of the Atlantic, crying out to God. And he said, hey, how God talks to me. He said, hey, he and I are very informal. He's my father. Like, he's my dad, so we're tight, you know? He said, uh, son? I said, yes, dad. He said, when did I tell you to worry about raising money? I said, wait, what? I said, we, we need money to, 
get a place to live and open the mission. I said, he said, that's not what I called you to do. He said, I called you to seek my kingdom on earth. Well, what's the kingdom of God? What, what, is, what is the kingdom of God? You know, we, we throw things, words like that around like, well, we can't wait for the kingdom of God. What is God's kingdom? What's the priority of the kingdom? Commentator I found wrote it best. A fellow by the name of John Gill from around 1865 writes about the meaning of the word kingdom in this scripture. He says, meaning either the gospel and the ministering of it, in which sense the phrase is often used, and which is diligently to be sought after. The kingdom is to be diligently sought after and into to be constantly attended on and to be preferred to our necessary food, to remnant, riches, or the enjoyment of life. Kingdom building, when we step out and say, God, I want your kingdom built. I'll mix the mud. I'll carry the bricks. I'll scrape the dirt off the walls. But we want to see souls won. And we want to see your kingdom glorified. And that becomes our priority. There's nothing to be anxious about. When we set aside all the worldly things, all the things that the devil uses to involve that fear and invoke that fear inside of us, well, when you're kingdom building, you don't have to worry about it. Somebody came up to me after the service and they said, we liked your message. I'm not asking you to do that after the service, by the way. I don't really care. Um, I'm not saying it to get a tummy rub. Um, even though it's a sizable tummy to do that with, that's not what I'm asking for. Um, but what they said was, you had a simple viewpoint that it really was God. And that's the key. If I'm doing kingdom building, if kingdom building becomes my focus, if kingdom building becomes everything to me, then the reality of it is, is whatever happens, I can trust my father because I'm about my father's business. And we've seen that come true. Now listen, it hasn't been easy. Okay, there's been times where we couldn't pay the bills. There's been times where um, we couldn't pay ourselves because we were starting a mission. There were times when National Grid knocked on the door. But you know what was interesting? In 24 years of starting the mission and running the mission, God has never let me down in the physical need department. God has never left me holding the bag. God has never said, no, I was just kidding. You're going to have to... Because see, the mission, to me, belongs to God. And if God wants the mission to be open, guess what? it's going to be open. If God wants the mission to close, it's going to be closed. My job is to pursue the gospel. My job is to hunger for the poor and the homeless to hear this life-saving message, the eternal life-saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How can I be anxious about that? Where's my anxiety if my joy is telling somebody that Christ loves them? Where's my anxiety if I make sure they have something cold to drink or a pair of warm gloves or my neighbor who I know doesn't know Christ 
I can minister to them. Or somebody I go to school with, I can encourage them. Or my coworker who didn't get the promotion, I can talk to them about God's plan for their life. The anxiety disappears because there's nothing to be anxious about. And it's funny, you think you would remember that as a missionary for a long time, but recently I was standing in the surf again in Gansett, and our budget was $1.1 million. And I'm standing in the same surf, and I'm looking out over the Atlantic, and I'm going, God, how am I going to raise $1.1 million? And this time he said, shut up. (laughs) I don't know about you, but when God tells you to shut up, it's not a warm fuzzy. I said, whoa, wait, God, I'm supposed to be able to cast my burdens down. Shut up, son. I said, okay. He said, when did I ask you to worry about bringing the resources in to build the kingdom? He said, you go do what you were called to do. I said, oh, light bulb. See, if we take that view And if we realize, and he says it right here, what's interesting is he says it in Matthew, part of this Matthew 6.31. He says, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where shall we be clothed? He said, all these things the Gentiles seek. Now the Gentiles are the unsaved. If you're a Gentile, you're unsaved. I'm a Gentile, but I'm spirit-filled. But he's referring to the unsaved in this scripture. The unsaved worry. I, listen, before I knew Christ, I was driven by fear. I was driven by anxiety. I was an atheist. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was an angry person. I had all the things of the world. I was an investment banker. It wasn't the money. I was dead inside in my anxiety. You ever have that pity your stomach anxiety in here? I used to go to bed with it. I used to wake up with it every day. I was a Gentile, but when I got saved, my father said, I'll cover all your physical needs. Don't worry. Enjoy being in the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. And for over 30 years, I've seen that develop in my life. And I want to encourage you that if you grab onto this idea that anxiety is a spirit that's not of God. And you have authority over that as a child of the King. Now, if you're sitting here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, this makes no sense at all. And I would tell you before you leave the sanctuary, talk to me or talk to one of the pastors or talk to one of the church people here and know that you can be saved. Know that Christ is your Savior. Know that your eternity is set in Jesus Christ because then this will make sense. I'm only here. The Bible says that our life on this earth is but a vapor. I'm a funny guy. I take the Bible literally. So when I read that when I was a new Christian, I went outside in the cold and I took a deep breath and I breathed. All the vapor came out and I counted. 1.5 seconds. 1.5 seconds and the vapor was gone. So if that's true, all the things that I want to worry about are basically compressed in a timeline of eternity And it's only 1.5 seconds of that timeline. Think about that. Think about your eternity. Your kingdom building for your eternity. Your kingdom building because this is going to happen. All the stuff that we're worried about today. The news today is just filling us full of anxiety. 
They're blowing up balloons. China's doing this. Russia's doing this. What about the Ukraine? Inflation? I got news for you. All this stuff has to happen. It all has to happen. It's in the Bible. All the things that we're anxious for today, it all has to happen. There has to become a one world government. The Antichrist has to come. Wars and rumors of wars has to come. Pestilence, famine. It all has to come to usher in the kingdom. What are we worried about it for? I belong to the kingdom. So as I close today, oh wait, I got, am I, oh I'm over four minutes, oh good night. I thought, oh I got four minutes, but it's in red with a negative number. So I'm now impeding upon the spaghetti dinner. There's people that are anxious in the kitchen. I don't want that. But I would tell you, I would challenge you as I leave that anxiety is not for you. The tools are there to be free. Enjoy your kingdom building. God bless you guys.